Hi, Lorea. Thank you for joining Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we have a friend in common, Sydney Blondell. She's been on this podcast before. She was like, if you need poetry, go to Lorea. And I was like, I do need poetry. So um, thanks, Sydney. Shout out to Sydney. But I do have to say, the worst part of a journalist researching things is when there's no author website to research on. But the best part of a podcaster's, like, life is it means everyone can, like, learn things while I'm learning things, too. For you, I want to know, what has your writing background been? Like, tell me about you writing and how you got started. I feel like I've just always been a writer. It's been a hobby that I just gravitated towards. Um, More so, I was writing stories in, like, elementary school. When Twilight was hidden, I was making, like, (laughs) spinoffs. I started out writing like that. And then, like, I used to hate poetry. I don't like writing in a structure. I like doing what I want. And I don't like rhyming. I don't like things like that. So for me, poetry was more restricting. But as I dived into more genres of poetry and free verse and things like that, that's when I really started to like it. Speaking of poetry, you have a book called Words from a Wanderer, which is a poetry collection. (laughs) Did you always want to release a poetry book? Or is it something like you're like, oh, what the heck is happening? But I'm doing it. How'd you get to this point? I don't think I... I don't think I really wanted to or set out to write a poetry book. It just kind of happened. Like you said, Sydney, (laughs) I met her in college and she had published a poetry book. And I was like, well, how'd she do that? Like, we're in college. Like, how did you get with a book publisher and all that? She was like, no, I self-published. And I didn't really know that was an option. Like, I felt like in order to publish a book, you would have to go through all these channels you'd have to get like an editor and all this all this stuff finding out that I could do it on my own and have like artistic ownership of what I'm doing that's when I was like you know I could really do it and the poems that I was writing over the course of like high school and college they were all somehow linked And I was like, I have to put out a poetry book now because it all links together. And I feel like it's a missed opportunity if I don't. I love that, that you're like, I have to and I'm going to. How do you pick the poems that go in your book? Like, do you like because I know you said they're all connected. Do you just, you know, like this one's good. This one's good. This one's good. So in the process of writing it, I was having a lot of people read them and give me their feedback. If my intended message did not come off to them, then I would go in and tweak it. Um, I feel like a poem is never quite complete. You could always say more. You could always change out a word. You could always alter it in some way. At some point, (laughs) you have to look at it and be like, okay, I'm not going to do anything else to this anymore. This is the message. This is what I want to send out. And for me, I'm not someone who writes every day even though I want to do that like most of my poems I write them and then I critique them and then I (laughs) rewrite them a couple more times so there weren't really a lot of poems to choose from because the poems that I have that's what I had like all the poems that I had written I had put them in the book a lot of 
a lot of thought and a lot of um, allowing people to critique my work, which sometimes can be kind of uncomfortable, but it's necessary in order to have the product that you want. I write nonfiction normally, like blogs and nonfiction books or whatever, but I have this fiction short story book that I really want to do. And they're like different mm-hmm. short stories and they all have a cliffhanger and people who read them get really mad at me. But I'm like, I, that, that's the point. So mm-hmm. anyway, I have like four or five stories in that like book that it won't probably come out. But I read those over and over and over until I get sick of them. And you're right, because I want to keep critiquing and I want to keep messing with it and I want to keep adding to it and like stop it. Someone has to tell me to stop doing that. So I definitely understand that. Yeah, it's so it's so tempting because it's like, but it could be better. It could be more. I think as a creative, you have to step back from it at some point and be like, okay, it is it is great as is. And if I keep tweaking with it, then it's never going to come out. You'll just, you're right. You, you'll never stop. Mm-hmm. In your book synopsis, It says, wanderers are people who are constantly trying to find themselves through any means, and this book defines what it means to be human. What made you choose this title connected to your poems? The title is actually based on a song that I really love. So it's a song called Spotless Mind by Janae Aiko. And in the song, she just keeps repeating that she's a wanderer. And I really resonated with that for some reason. I feel like maybe in school or just throughout my life, I felt like I haven't really found my place yet or I haven't really found what makes me truly authentic. And just, I guess, the lane that I want to be in. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) I'm still figuring out what's important to me and all those good things. And I felt like the... The poems that I was writing was really about self-discovery. In order to self-discover, you kind of have to wander. You have to go and find your place. So that's kind of where I got that from. I'm 29, going to be 30 next year, and I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I mean, I, I have an idea now, but, like, it's hard to grow up and pick a path. And so yeah. the, the wandering part, I, I absolutely connect with that. As a writer, do you want to, like, release your, like, stories or anything other than poetry? Because I love your poetry. I just wondered if you're going to change genres at all. I might. I kind of miss short stories. It's been a while since I've written a short story. I was also playing around with the idea of writing a screenplay. I love that. <laughs> Keep going. learning that format is difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I have an idea in my head of how I want it to go, but I kind of want somebody to write it for me because it's it's too much. Definitely, I want to try different art forms in the future. I think as me and you are both creative, we have to dabble in something, and if we don't like it, we move on kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? What inspires you? Because this is a bold question to ask. So let me just break it down a little bit. What makes you want to write a poem that connects with other people. You know what I mean? Like, what's your inspiration? I think as a wanderer, it can feel very lonely. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like when I write and people tell me, like, that was for me, like, you summed up how I feel, it makes me feel like I'm in my purpose. 
I guess. And usually I get inspired by nature, which is why most of the time on my Instagram, when I'm posting something, I am outside taking pictures just in my yard. Um, (laughs) But the thing about nature is that it's very synonymous with the human experience. Like we grow, we wilt, eventually we'll die. And we go through seasons, just like the seasons work. So when I go outside, it's like seeing humanity. (laughs) But yeah, those are the type of things that inspire me. Being in nature and being able to help somebody. That was a good answer. Can we back up? This is not even on my list of questions, but I have to bring this up. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Who? I go back and forth. I really do. Um, just me personally, I can't be all up on somebody who's cold. No, I'm gonna <laughs> need some heat. <laughs> so that for so that good. reason, I would choose Jacob. And also the way that Edward left her and she was staring out the window for months. No, <laughs> I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone back to him. But you know, to each his own. That's where you put in this. I wish we could do songs in this podcast. I would be there's a possibility. Yes. (laughs) She just looks so upset. Because you said you wrote like Twilight, like spinoffs. Like I had to know. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm Team Jacob. Team Jacob. Wait. So when I was in high school, when like the movies came out and stuff, I always said, I'm Team Edward, but I'm Team Taylor Lautner. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense, Megan. Like, you can't be, pick one. But I had to ask that. That's wonderful. Thank you. I just love Twilight. I don't know. Honestly, I respect it. We have to talk about your up and coming podcast. So it's called Sheer Creativity, and I cannot wait to listen. I'm so excited. Tell us what content this podcast will have and what we should expect. Podcast kind of started... Just because I love the creative process, I love asking people questions about the creative process. One thing I love to watch is making up videos on YouTube. (laughs) Like one of my favorite, my favorite artists, John Bellion, he makes making of videos. You know who that is? I do know who John Bellion is. Every time I tell people this, they do not know who he is. So thank you so much. He makes really cool making of videos on YouTube. But anyway... I I love talking about the creative process. I love to figure out different avenues to be creative. Like a lot of the people that I have interviewed on my podcast, to use examples, like one poet is a part of an art exhibit and the art exhibit is her poetry. And you would think that the only avenue for a writer is a book or a blog or something like that. But you wouldn't even think oh, I'm going to put my poetry on the wall because it's art. And I thought that was so cool. So just thinking of different avenues to be creative, um, helping people network and things like that. So I've interviewed poets. I've interviewed um, stylists, photographers. And it's been really great to talk to everyone about how they got started, what inspires them, and the projects that they have coming up. I keep using this word, but I'm going to say it again. Obsessed. So is it on Apple? Is it Where can we listen? It's going to be on Apple, Spotify. I'm excited for you. Do you have book recommendations? 
I do. I actually have them right next to me. <laughs> tell, tell me. I want to know. Okay. So this first one's title is a little weird, but bear with me. It's called Teaching My Mother How to Give Birth <laughs> by Warsaw Shire. And if you're not familiar with who Warsaw Shire is, she did a lot of poetry for Beyonce's Lemonade album. So that's how people most know her. But it's like a really short book. It's 34 pages, I want to say. I looked this morning. Yes, 34 pages. It's a poetry book. And she talks about like her life in Africa, her parents, and living in the United States. It's a really quick read, a really good read. Her poetic, her prose is just phenomenal. <laughs> okay, we'll put that in the bio too, because I can't wait to read that one. Okay, what was your next one? Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is called Salt <laughs> by Naira Wahid. She's kind of like a a Rupi Cower in a way, but this came out before Rupi Cower was really on the scene. So I like to call her the the origin of that. <laughs> the OG, but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um it's also prose. This is one of the books I go back to when I'm reading my own poetry. I just want to get on her level. (laughs) Okay, so no one can see this, but I can. Show me the cover. It's really just white and then salt. I feel like I've seen that before. I mean, I could have. Is it on, like, bookshelves or is it online? I think it's on both, yeah. Okay, so I need to, like, up my poetry game, and I will check those both out. And as a lasting remark, I always... I don't always, but I do this a lot, and I always get nipped in the bud. Do you have any questions for me? Hmm. What is your inspiration for starting this podcast? Okay, that's a good question. So I always tell people I enjoy, like, because I'm a journalist in the making. Like, I'm going to school for journalism. I like asking questions. Um, I love creating questions, which is kind of a weird thing. Like if someone's like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna interview Harry Styles. Oh God, I am on the scene writing questions already. Like I I love a good question, and so I was like, okay, for one thing, journalism fits that amazing. Podcasting mm-hmm. fits that amazing. I actually have an internship next summer where I'm gonna be like doing like a podcast app thing with like public radio. But it's just mm-hmm. it's just a nice like. I hate saying this too, but I like to talk. So yeah, asking questions and talking, that's why I started this. And I just feel like I always say too, like I love a good human connection. I like when there's something there, like even if we're like opposite like people, there's something that always connects us and I love hearing about it. So that's my that's my inspiration, I feel like. I love that. Okay, so I feel like that time flew by. So, Lorea, thank you for coming on Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Thank you for having me. It's fun.